welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Christina Joy, I am so delighted to be interviewing you for She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for agreeing to do it. Thank you for having me, Jules. My absolute pleasure. So let's start off by telling everybody what it is that you do now. What I do now is, it's funny how I think it's an accumulation of 54 years, um, <laughs> you know, getting to this point. It seems to keep on um, continuously evolve. Um, but look, right now, my my heart is helping women. Um, it's been that really for the last 11 years. Um, Wonderful. It's, it's, <laughs> Straight away, yeah, I love it's, it. It's <laughs> yeah, to, it, helping women. And, and it is, I, I sometimes ask myself, you know, if I was furnished with 20 million bucks, would I still do what I what I what I'm doing now? And the answer is 100% yes. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and I would I'd love to do it and not charge as well. So anyway, but that's in the future. <laughs> but right now, <laughs> I, I love helping women um, with their health and with their relationships, with their work, with their wealth. Um, yeah, but right. Because I was going to say, how do you help them? And um, yeah. I guess what's your sort of expertise? I, just just at this very top level, I'm going to ask in a few minutes your big why. In fact, why don't I just ask you why, yeah. and you can explain a little bit more about what you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's it is about female empowerment, and that word gets thrown around a lot, but it does it comes from a place of my own journey of um, feeling suppressed and and having a lot of self-doubt in my life right from childhood teenager you know 29 right. year marriage finishing that marriage the whole lot and so for me it's about um, helping people to have a voice and more than that is to um, put some heart into their voice so instead of just talking or having a voice for voice sake but actually finding out what they really really want and that's all my job is that's all I need to do is to help women to go deep into what they really want and explore that challenge that and look for delusion around that look for denial around that oh I love it around that and then and then you know pop it let it pop and then say okay well if that's what you really want let's work out the plan to get that let's move our you know, our current reality into that vision. So it can look very different for the women, but essentially the my why is to help them to realise that vision sooner than later because none of us are getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, but you're right. And I do think that if people, and particularly women, can find their passion and really what makes their heart sing, it makes such a huge difference because it's that old thing of work is no longer work if it's something that you love and, you know, you'll bounce out of bed really, you know, looking forward to the day and doing what you want to do. So was there something that happened that made you decide to go in this direction, Christina? Was there a bit of a light bulb moment or a straw that broke the camel's back or, you know, something like that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And And I think my – I remember as a little girl, my um, brother, he's 16 months older than me, and he, his sort of mastery at school was reading. He used to read the Dr. Seuss books. And um, and my mastery was really just trying to get anyone's attention that would listen through sort of dancing or, you know, and I found reading really difficult. I found school right. really difficult. And so, you know, and my beautiful real estate dad used to come home from work with his you know, briefcase and pop it down and I used to look and wait and my brother would be poised to read his Dr. Seuss and I'd be poised with my favourite record, um, uh, of, which is called Tiny Tots actually with things like oh, yeah. of the Dar and Lily the Pink and the Pushbike song and all those old songs. <laughs> and then I would he'd put that on and I'd sort of dance about and, and find joy in just, you know, sharing and performing. And as my journey went on, I, I kind of made a decision that I wasn't, um, so smart, you know, from an academic point of view, I oh, I no. kind of clearly underestimated myself at that point. <laughs> but I was really happy for my older brother to take the 
kind of the, actually the smarts award, you know, and yeah. he, he was one of those fabulous students that would focus and I was sort of, oh, this is a bit hard. So I was into art and speech and drama and musical instruments. But but for me, I, I, I got a feeling that the world um, really praised or saw success more in that academic area. And so I kind of surrendered to that. And alongside oh, wow. that, there became probably, yeah, probably many decades of me allowing other people to stand on a pedestal and me kind of looking up and honouring them, but never thinking that I you was could anything be there more too. than just, um, you know, fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just didn't expect that that was anything. And so over time, um, there was a particular time that I joined my father in the family business of real estate. And I did that for 15 years. He was the CEO, he was the boss. And once again, you know, with a Greek dad who's an immigrant who um, has worked really hard to get, you know, where he is in Australia, you know, seven children coming over on a boat for 40 days. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm um, definitely going to find out. The year before and, <coughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, no, I was going to go. And, and um, so, yeah. <laughs> We've got a bit of a delay it, and it's, it's an doing it's, this it's, thing. It's, 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 <laughs> It's all right. Yeah. You go. Oh, you go. Yes. Um, no go. Technology. Yeah. Yes. Love it. And and I I I felt that um you know throughout that fifteen years that you know we, we gained a lot of success in the real estate office and I had my father um allowed me to um kind of advance and and go into my own office we, you know was a partner with him but essentially I started to get my voice there but then after fifteen years I decided that, you know, I thought it might be time for me to have my voice with dad and to share that I'd like to become kind of an official partner in the real estate business. And um, and I sort of kept that that sort of goal or that vision quiet for 15 years. I kept it to myself. And then I sort of shared it with dad in, in 2011. And I said, you know, this is what I'm wanting. And, and at that time, I realized that that sort of goal or that dream wasn't going to be um, realized because my dad was very very happy with the current situation it was working well and he said no you know you know I'm happy for you to be there and then you know eventually when something happens to me you know the three kids can take it all over and all of that and so there was a period there that I was a bit sort of disillusioned not really realizing and respecting my dad for his decision because you know it was his this business was his journey to yeah. joy I call it and he was so happy to have me in his business but then I sort of had to make a decision what I do. And one of the pivotal moments, as you asked me, around, I guess, my own voice, my own empowerment, my own putting myself sort of um, up and, and, and standing up for myself was to um, have the courage to resign from the family business after 15 years. Tough um, call. And the three fears that I had at that point, yeah, it was. And the three fears that I had was, hold it, you know, I've got, you know, two kids at school that, you know, I'm, you know, the primary uh, um, provider financially, um, you know, for that. And, you know, I've got, a, you know, four mortgages and because we'd done a bit of property. So we sort of had built up all of this stuff. Um, but then I thought, oh, my gosh, real estate was a good income. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I just know that I'm depressed. Um, I know that I'm, I, I can't turn up anymore to work, that, that I'm feeling like there's something more for me, but I, but I, but I realized that I've got to find that. And the other fear was as well that I didn't want to upset dad, you know, because I love my dad, you know, yeah, always been respectful. And so I, I did find the courage on the 11th of April 2011 oh at 11 a.m. Got good knows how I picked all of that. Etched in your brain. It's like the oh, all the 11s. It, <laughs> it is. And, and, I, and I said to dad, dad, I, I need to move on. And, and it was it was a sad time for him because you know he didn't quite understand and the reason why he didn't understand is I hadn't had my voice and shared with him what I was feeling what I was wanting I just kind of thought oh well one day when I'm ready I'll tell him so it was a difficult time in our relationship for about six months and and then we nurtured it back to to you know the fabulous relationship oh, that good. it is today but I was sitting in a real estate event um, the the point that I realised that um you know that i that i needed to sort of do something is i was sitting in a real estate event um and again disillusioned i'd left my family business you know people had invited me and i sat there in the audience listened to speakers and this particular speaker came on stage and he started speaking about how people that have journeyed in life like me that thought that they were just good at this this and because they've been maybe in sales like i had or leadership 
and they he explained that you could repackage all of that experience and expertise into creating like the essence of you and creating your own business based on all of the expertise that you that you have and 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 his job was to help us kind of explore that and to pull that out and within a moment I made a decision that that was going to be me I was going to invest in that and I was going to oh. follow that um, training that study and then you know within 12 months I I had launched my own business so so that's essentially the pivotal moment was me realizing I wasn't happy where I was in the family yeah, business but I'd say you know, the, having the- my voice but then it was hearing this guy talk. That was the really, that was obviously just the final thing, the final thing that you needed to go, right now I know actually what I can do. Absolutely, Jules. And he said, he said, you know, people in business, you know, people that work for someone who are in business, he said, you know, as far as motivators, money isn't the number one motivator, he said. And he said, it's it's not even the position that you hold in the company so much. And I thought, yeah, well, that feels right because, you know, I had, you know, good income for my real estate career for 15 years. Yeah, and I had a, a, a pretty good position. I was managing one of the offices. But he said the number one, um, you know, desire that most people have is to have some purpose and some sort yes. of legacy, even if mm-hmm. it just be a living legacy. And then it, that kind of hit me like this powerful sort of piece in my heart and I sort of sat there in the audience going, that's what's wrong or right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's wrong or right with me is that this is where my discomfort is. This is where my conflict, my challenge, my pain is, you know, is it, you know, it's kind of like, why am I happy? I should be happy in all those shoulds. But this is it, is it? this is not my legacy. You know, this is not my vision. This is not, and and to learn then to be okay, to let go and to, and to make peace with that. And then, of course, the next thing was to find what was next and, and that was the next challenge ahead. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. I just love your journey and that um, that realisation. So let's uh, – now, you've told us a little bit about your childhood and growing up, but I, I, I want to go back there if that's all right with you. So you, where did yes, you grow up? Yes. And I can see you have a brother who is 16 months older than you and your dad. What did your mum do and where did you actually grow up? My mom, so I've got a, an older brother and I've got a younger sister. She's oh, okay. five uh, years younger than me. So we were all born and bred in Brizzy, Brisbane, right. Vegas, Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, it was great, great, great place to, to grow up. You know, as I said, my dad's he's still in real estate. So he was in real estate for 50, um, he's been in real estate for over 50 years now. Wow. Um, real estate, little plug for dad there. And, um, you know, he's just turned 80 this year and he's and going he's still strong, going. You know, he's and, just and you an know, I incredible think, inspiration. But what you get from that is he really, he, he does get his joy from doing the real estate. It's obviously much more to him than money he because does. if he's still doing it at 80, he, I can understand why he found it hard for you to understand why you would want to leave because it obviously totally rings his bell. Um, and makes it good. So, so what did your mum do in all of this? Because I guess I just like to ask in terms of role models. Was your mum quite quiet yeah, and, and def- deferring to your dad a bit? It's your spot on. So, my beautiful mum Carol. She and and my experience um, with 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 mum has actually helped me to 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 get to my 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 joy in my life because. When I was growing up, mum was a full-time mum. Mum's um, never worked outside the home, so she's been a full-time mum, full-time grandma, like does an incredible job yeah, after the home. And so then all of a sudden I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to go to, you know, a good, good, good primary school but also a good high school. I went to Brisbane Girls Grammar and all of a sudden I'm around all of these women that were going for all of these kind of opportunities like these women that were kind of like going for, to be doctors and engineers and lawyers or teachers and was this, is this primary school or, or is whatever this whatever they wanted is this primary or secondary this school is, this is high school okay so yep yep this is secondary school and and so because you know my my upbringing was you know in primary school was was quite easy it was it was you know my my brother was great at school I was always average in my eyes um you know I I just wanted to have fun you know I didn't want to 
didn't want to, you know, didn't schoolwork was just not enjoyable. And then right. when I went to high school, I sort of still continued that kind of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to be one of the smartest ones, but um, I'm, I'll get by. I'll, I'll just sort of do enough. And then when I was at high school, I started to see and experience the possibility that that women had and. Because you see, in the traditional Greek family, that, well, I was—that's exactly and, what I was going to say. It, it must be the traditional Greek family is that the men are the the workers and the, and that the women stay at home. So that would have been yeah. very much where your your dad, who ran the family, was thinking, and so probably never even considered that you even wanted a career. Right. That's exactly right. There was no expectation, and so it was which was good in a way because I never felt like you know I needed to do anything and 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 you know and I always sort of hope you know and when I have my clients now the the irony of your expertise is the compassion that you can form from your own experience that you can help others to be compassionate for themselves and for their own experiences and people around them so I learned compassion for my dad because there was a period that I was a bit cross and angry as a teenager you know I and you know because it was like you really? know really you know, my brother I'm surprised. Do did, yeah. So did you rebel at all or, or was it just internal? I did. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I was, cause dad's dad was good at saying no because he, yeah. he wanted to keep me safe, wanted to be protective. And so, you know, when I was in high school, I, I sort of started to see possibility and I started sort of thinking, you know, um, and, you know, which I don't have this view now, but I started thinking, you know, you know, you know, it'd be good if mum actually went out and, and, and worked as such, you know, gosh, I eat those words now knowing how much work it is to be a full-time mum and a full-time yeah, exactly. grandma and keep a, a home the way she does. And, and, you know, and she was happy. That was mum's beautiful life. Yeah, and yeah. But I was, was conflicted at this age that, that we are, you know, a lot of us in this journey of empowerment are stuck between the mums that, in many cases, did stay at home, and then our daughters. I've got a daughter that's twenty four now, that's empowered, and you know she's you know helping her boyfriend to do fifty percent of the housework. You know she's earning yes, a good good wage, and she you know they're looking at buying a house, and it's just so different to the way they grew up. And so I sort of felt like I was between these worlds, but my default was to go quiet, um, and and just sort of put up, shut up, and accept. And but then things were bubbling away, and. Then when I was 17, um, I decided, you know what, I've had enough of this. And so I moved out of home into oh, wow. a flat on my own. Yes. And controversial to, 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 to dad's um, upset, you know, because yes, a, a good Greek girl doesn't move out of home. Um, and But you see, mum's 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 Australian. She's, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. And and bless her, she definitely did help to, to sort of soften dad. dad. Dad loves his kids. Of course. You know means well he's absolutely incredible patriarch of our family he always has all of my my fabulous qualities of you know responsibility no excuses you know um strength um you know work ethic absolutely come from my dad but the softness of me um comes from my mum you know my nurture my compassion my kindness beautiful. you know and comes from my mum so I kind of feel like everything that I fought against in a way of the way mum was, the way dad was, and I think it's a lot for all of us, and I'm sure my kids are doing the same for me right now, thinking about, <laughs> you know, what mum did, didn't did do, um, is that, you know, I kind of made peace and went, no, I am who I am as a result of, of my upbringing. But then that was that journey to have my voice, you know, when I moved out of home and so what and did you do? Okay. see possibility Talk. and Talk to me a little bit about moving out of home. What prompted it? Was it was it an argument that you just went okay, or was it something that you had been planning? Because that's very young to move out of home. Where did you move to, and what did you do? Yeah, I, I found myself from about thirteen, fourteen, um, when I came home from, from school, just um, closing my door and sort of um, just hiding or being in my right, room right. Um, from when I was thirteen to, to seventeen because I. I was a deep thinker. I I excelled at art at school, at high school. That was my A. Right. That was my A and, and that. And I also excelled in speech and drama. So I was, you know, in the school musicals and I also played a lot of musical instruments. Which, so, which can I just you know, say, though, I never Chris? Thought that, Christina, yeah. that's really interesting that you say that you're because the story, the the message I'm getting is that you were quite introverted, and that you really um, <clears throat> wanted to spend time with yourself, and yet you got a lot of joy about being on stage, which is really 
not 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 what I would expect from somebody who says, um, you know, I, I was in very internal. So there was obviously a bit of push and pull going on even back then. I mean, I to be honest, and you know, I had an incredible, loving upbringing, and I just went. I did go deep from when the hormones, I think, clicked in at yep. thirteen, and I just, yeah, did spend a lot of time thinking. It, it's made me who I am today. Mm. But I, I do feel there were decades of internal pain for myself, and but I was a, I was a fighter. There's the one thing that kind of that always helped me to step forward in my life whenever I was uncomfortable was was definitely was just it's one thing one thing only and it's definitely courage and I still do that to this day so people have always seen me as a bit of a I think it's called a black horse who's the one that that or dark horse or who's the one that black the sheep likely one that would win the black as, sheep black sheep something like that yeah, <coughs> like, yeah or a dark and, horse you know, like yeah. you, you go on a race and or dark horse you wouldn't yeah. get on that one because that's the unlikely one. But, you know, things started to happen. You know, I, I got my black belt in karate when I was um, 16, you know, my right. first black belt. I, you know, I was the lead singer in, 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 in one of the plays at school, Gilbert Sullivan. So it was kind of like I was quiet. Oh, I did never, that too. <laughs> didn't have a big ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the know, Gilbert and, and Sullivan, you know, I, was, I remember I that humble. well. Yep, so, so um <laughs> So you've got this interesting conundrum. I'm still interested. At 17, were you at school? Did you did you live away from home and finish year 12? Or? I, 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 I left home um, when I was 17 and I, I didn't have any furniture. I didn't ask, want to ask mum and dad for <laughs> anything because, you know, the, the you know I always kind They've of like, disapproved. oh, I, I've yeah. done this and I've upset them. I, yeah. I need to kind of set on my own two feet. So I just, I quickly got two jobs. So I went and got a job at a cafe in Paddington. Right. Um, in Brisbane and that was a 24-hour cafe and then I decided I wanted to become a beauty therapist so I went and started saving up money for that course and so I did I, I got my became a beauty therapist wow. for 12 months and I also started started to buy furniture for my little one bedroom um, little flat which was underneath some other sort of flats it was small a little bit dark but I absolutely loved, loved it. it I'm really going to the furniture shop and putting stuff on lay by as you could in that time and and then sort of saving up and paying it off. So, you know, I was happy. I was happy living on my but own. Christi- I was happy, you Christina, know, I had freedom. Can I just ask though, at this stage, yes. so did you leave school early? Did you go through to year twelve? I'm just interested no, for finished, any any girls that might be 12. listening. Yep, go on. Yeah. No, I finished it. I did I did get through grade twelve and as I well said, I, I finished with, you know, great marks for art and drama and then you know um don't ask me anything about geography I failed geography but (laughs) and then I was um I just passed I passed maths and English so you know and I was okay with that because you know I looked at my father and I I knew that my dad left school when he was 10 in Australia so he right the thing about you know immigrants is that you know, they had um, rented a farm out at Mitchelton and the kids needed to work on the farm. And so that they couldn't go to school because it would it would prevent the family from earning money. So they, yep. he went to school till 10 and then wow. he stopped. And my father is, he learned the language, he's self-educated, he is a whiz with maths, he's incredible at property investment, he's got successful, you know, business in real estate. And I started kind of looking at him going, hold on a second, I've got my incredible brother who I love and respect that's got, had all the academia and became a doctor and he's a fabulous doctor still to this day. Then I've got my my dad that's like this businessman entrepreneur that, you know, just has a great work ethic, takes responsibility and has just built this, you know, from not, not being sort of educated in that way. And I started thinking, well, maybe this is me, maybe. And I quietly backed myself like I – I kind of had this knowing, actually I had it since I was 13, I had this inner kind of feeling inside that I I was special even though I didn't think people saw me as anything special and so I quietly set targets and and I kicked, kicked a lot of goals, you know, quietly and that's where I say people went, oh, my gosh, you just did that. You know, when I, um, when I did leave home, you know, just getting becoming a beauty therapist, getting my black belt in karate, you know, setting up my my little home, and then then I I actually um, then 
um, even at the crazy age of 18, I met my husband. Um, and, right. you know, from 18 till, you know, we were together for 29 well, years. Can I ask, um, Christina, was he, was he, he was another a, Greek man? Was he... Were you he's, moved? A, he's Italian, so so okay. yes, I married but sim- a man similar very values. similar to my dad. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, just interested. Yeah, yeah just, just, <laughs> just, yeah, just the culture of kind of that, you know, women are, are beautiful and, and they're nurturers, but there's no other expectation. Yeah. Yeah, there's no other expectation, you know, and so that was my, my journey. And so, you know, it, it was a good marriage because that's what I – you. All I kind of knew, yeah, and yeah. so I, I kind of had these dual experiences where I was a, I feel like I was a great wife, a great mum, and you know, good homekeeper, and then I then worked, you know, full time, you know, over on, on on one side of my life, and so the balance became absolutely crucial. But I will, I will admit and confess and own up that, you know, one of the things that you know, got me to choosing to finish that essentially good marriage yeah. was that I couldn't evolve within it to really who I was, to my fully expressed self, you know, uh, even though, you know, maybe I could have stayed and seen if that what was possible, but I felt that um, there was some more work that I needed to do um, outside that, 29 years and even though that was heartbreaking for for everybody and and I cried for seven months non-stop um even though I knew that it was the right the decision I needed to make but it was the grieving of kind of what was but that was another part of my empowerment my journey to lovingly graciously and I help my clients to do the same is to how do you finish something um graciously with kindness mm. um at a court to be honest um beautiful um and even when there's there's a lot of hurt it's not always possible but in my case it it, it you it, managed I was to do fortunate it fortunate that it did happen so okay yeah. so at the end of the marriage uh so now we're talking at whatever it was 2011 or whenever you decided to, i'm assuming the real estate thing was also yeah, within the marriage yeah, so 2011, I, I I found that courage to leave the real estate business, and and just to fill in a little gap that may maybe needed is that that I upset a lot of people leaving real estate, and my my former husband, rightly so, was in fear. Hey, you know, we've got four or five mortgages. He he hadn't worked for. He was much older than me, so he kind of had pretty well retired. He was concerned how we're going to pay these mortgages. So I was, you know, <laughs> in, in, in a, a, a bit of a tricky spot. I just yeah, have to yeah. laugh. And he, though, I was that, a bit of a tricky spot. Yeah, that he, he's concerned about who's going to pay it, but it wasn't him. Uh, he wasn't going to go back to work. So, he was, yeah. That's right. Because I, because I'm, you know, and, and my main goal was for him just to sort of find purposeful work, to enjoy. It, it, I wasn't concerned because I was earning really good money, you know, and, yeah. and I've always found that, that uh, I've always been fortunate to be able to um, have conviction to find that path financially. And so I wasn't really worried that he wasn't, you know, wasn't working because I wanted him to be in his joy. That's that's what I wanted more than anything. And so when it came time for me to leave real estate, I had my former husband, friends, family saying, you need to go back to real estate. You know, there's too much at risk here. And, and you know, and I, fun, funnily enough, I, I, I had been using Conius, which is my um, my um, family name, maiden name, oh, maiden which is name. my work yep. name. You know, which is the the business name, the whole the whole name, every name. But I hadn't adopted my married name, and so, funnily enough, not knowing that my marriage was going to be over in two thousand and eleven, I went right. Everybody, I sent them all an email. This is me having my voice. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that I'm not going. I'm not going back to real estate. I've done fifteen years. It's finished. Um, I'm letting you know that I am going to become a thought leader. I'm going to become an author and a speaker and a mentor, and and I would wow. appreciate your support. If you don't feel if you don't feel that you can support me, please don't say anything because it's it hurts me when the doubt more doubt comes in. And I said, you know, I'll find a way to pay the mortgages. You know, we, we won't lose any house houses, and 
you know, I'll pay the school fees and please everyone just quieten down and please just let let me do this. And then I quickly changed my name to Gudotti. So I changed my name to my married name to water down <laughs> to show people yes, that, that, you know, I'm change. not going back to the real estate business, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And it was just sort of trying to make a, make a statement. Little did I know that my marriage was going to be finished <laughs> four, four years later. But anyway, and and then in 2015 I, I went into a – a retreat at Coolangatta, thinking that I had the perfect life. I went in and and this is another pivotal moment and I, I said to a woman, she said, why are you here at this health retreat? And I said, oh, you know, do some yoga, do some walks, eat some good food, have a bit of time on my own. This is in 2015. And and then I started crying. And then she said, "Why? what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I didn't stop crying for a week. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, and I said, the release. like the badge of honour that I'd been wearing, you know. Yeah, right. I've, I've been, you know, I've got a great marriage. I've got, this is great and I've got work and it's, you know, it, you know, it's this sort of whole idea of. But I'm deeply unsatisfied. By, yeah, deeply unsatisfied. And then I came out of that without even talking about my marriage actually I was feeling into my marriage because I'm a very I'm quite a private person quite a gracious person and you can probably even tell by the way I'm speaking that I I won't say bad things about no, which is people good in my past yeah, because people in my past have made me who I am but 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 I also realized that sometimes your values can conflict and that was the thing with my husband and I is our values um, were different I didn't realize that I had the value of kind of voice and and growth and and wanting to to you know be mentally stimulated and and you know having my voice and so you know when I finished um and I went out of the retreat and I came back home and I and I ended my marriage and um and you know the whole world was disrupted and shocked because we had the best marriage I st- stood on stage at the leading women events you know and people going wow that's you know that's fabulous but I must admit when I announced that my marriage was finished, I think I, the tears in that audience that day were from people that had experienced what I had experienced or were maybe feeling um, feeling for me or feeling for themselves, but also maybe those that were sort of fearing for what could be, you know, yeah, for themselves. Yeah, that's right. And so it's I, scary. I, you know, I, I think it is. It's very scary to, you know, that change to not know. But, um, but for me, that that whole journey was all about courage is that you know you are going to disrupt a lot of people you know leaving the family business you know leaving leaving the marriage and um and even you know leaving cities when I, I decided to leave Brisbane when I finished my marriage and go to Sydney for three years to all right heal, but also get um, away you know I thought I'd find love you know I didn't that time I gave a red hot go um and um you know I I bought a property in Sydney you know I thought this is my place until you know 2016 I I I looked up at the sky and I did a bit of soul searching and I went "Mm, what are you doing Christine you need to go back to Queensland where you were born where your kids are because they're growing and they're with their partners and I was always checking in with them flying back and you know you're not really happy here. You've done what you needed to do. Well, that's and it. Then instead of coming well, I, back to Britain, I yeah. think that's it, though, as well. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Where you went, you've done what you had to do. You needed to have that break in order to be able to have that perspective to be able to go back. Um, but wow, you're, you're a really interesting Absolutely. woman. Very, very thoughtful and clever. <laughs> I love all of this. <laughs> Oh, that's a very kind thing for you to say, you know, and I, you know, when I wrote my first book, I wrote, I wrote two books, you know, and that was a big moment. So well, hang on. Of, okay. Wait a minute then. Oh Give me some timing on that. So did you start writing the books in Sydney or when you got back? Oh, 12. Okay. Yeah. It, 2012. So I was still in my marriage and I, so I, when I finished real estate and I didn't know what I was going to do and I met this person and that talked about becoming a thought leader and having your you know, packaging who you are. And I studied that, you know, I invested $30,000 in that first year. I'm a big one in investing in your growth, investing. And I only ever invest in the best, the best people, the best mentors, the best organizations, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's helped me to be who I am. It's the people that I've, 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 I've got the help from. And, and so, you know, in 2012, I, I knew that to position myself as, you know, one of one of Australia's best 
um, you know, solution finders for women that I would need to start sharing some of my thoughts. And so, you know, knowing that I came from a, a mindset that I wasn't smart, that was a challenge. And I, I sat there and I, <laughs> I wrote the 60,000, yeah, you know, I wrote a 60,000 word book. And called what? It is Tell a, us all. Can I just say something? Yes. It's called How to Have It All. It's <laughs> about delivering on the promises you make to yourself. It's about responsibility, clarity, and productivity. Oh, wow. It's about um, having the mindset of of not making excuses. It's about 10 productivity tools that I teach. It's everything that I did to get to to the stuff that 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 I wanted. And that the biggest challenge with that book was actually not writing it, was actually opening it after I'd finished it, you know, because, you know, I sold 10,000 copies within a couple of years. You know, wow, it is, Christina. It is a great book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a great book. That's a and huge yet, bestseller in you know, Australia. And yet, thank you. Thank you. And yet I couldn't open it for at least a year because I, I just kind of put it on this shelf and turned my head and hadn't accepted, digested, felt into the fact that, hey, girl, hey, girl, you are smart. You are a good writer. You don't ever feel that just because you weren't good at school that you're not worthy. You know, I've got goosebumps just as I say this to myself. I know, you know same and I, here. And that's been my journey. To, thank you. And that's <laughs> been my journey. And then I backed it up with my second book um, called The True Believers, which is an incredible book about belief, conviction, and commitment. And that is the real mindset book the real essence of what I learned in my journey of self-doubt because you know see self-belief is not about an absence of fear self-belief is having the courage to walk forward in the face of the crippling self-doubt and that's all I did my success story is not about necessarily the smartest necessarily the hardest working it's about facing the, the 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 challenge and facing if all the non-believers, I write a lot about non-believers, but how do you be gracious with non-believers? Because I, I work with a lot of women now and there's a lot of anger and conflict, you know, about what others have done to them. And I, I like to help them to make peace with that and to yeah. you know what, you know, the only thing we can control is ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of, you know, interesting moments that, to help me to get my, my confidence, my self-belief. I love, I love what you just said. Um, only because I think on the flip side of it, everybody has always thought I have loads of confidence and can do everything. And I a hundred percent agree with you that that courage and having self belief is isn't the absence of fear. It's about the pushing through and basically fake it till you make it or whatever expression you want to use. But it's yeah. just keeping going and having. And I often say to people that being positive or confident is almost a decision you have to make for yourself that you're just going to make that happen. Um, and, and you obviously, I mean, this is so inspiring, this talk. So, um, so you wrote your two books, you moved back up to Queensland. What came next? I did. Well, you know, it was kind of like this crazy thing. When I was 18, I used to walk with my, my former husband, my ex-husband, um, in Noosa on holidays, and we used to dream about living in yes, Noosa. Yes, I think and, everyone does. Know, one day we, we'll be, we'll be, yeah, it's yeah, so beautiful. It and, is. and, you know, um, and it, it is so beautiful, the vibe. I love the vibration, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I say vibration, I mean the slower pace, you know. And, and then so when I was sort of going, oh, my gosh, it's not happening in Sydney. There's something that's not right. I need to get back to family. I want to get back to Queensland. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and live in Noosa. And, what happened, the most interesting thing has happened over the last, you know, couple of years. Um, uh, actually, it was, sorry, 2019 I moved back. So, so just before the lockdowns and the moved back to, pandemic. That's yep. it. Oh, yes, absolutely. That that was a challenging time too because I was living on my own. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, have love. I didn't have a partner. I had my two kids in Brisbane. And, yeah, that, that was actually a time I used to get a little bit depressed in the afternoons at about 5 p.m., you know, not knowing what this – ridiculous pandemic thing is going to look like and well it's it, but, you know uh, once my, again it's just I, 
And I have to tell you, my experience of nipping up to Queensland during that is that the pandemic barely touched <laughs> Queensland. Where well, I'm down in Melbourne, it was very, yeah. very tough on people down here. Oh yes. And and you talk about oh, um, being I have a, a lot te- of clients from be- Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, and being a teenager and being stuck in your room, there is a whole generation now of kids, and I've got three of them mm. that are doing that because that's mm. what they did to get through. And that's now what they know. So yeah, pulling them out of their rooms and pulling them and, and giving them courage and confidence is, is our job now as parents for the kids that have had to go it through this. One, but anyway, 100%. okay, so so you um, – Yeah, got up there. Came back to Noosa, yeah. And then I just – I started to – I reckon that the some of the, the best healing for me and when I say healing because I I have had to – learn um about how I react and get triggered by a lot of male you know relationships you know and and where I fit and and what and 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 how can you be a woman um that goes for what she wants but isn't um being seen as being intimidating because my whole journey of being single um, you know, from 2015 to, um, you know, since I've now met the love of my life two years ago, um, in 2020, whatever year that was, 2021, One. yeah, is, you know, for those, for, yeah, yeah, for those several years when I was single and dating, you know, I was told that I was intimidating, you know, and, wow. and then I, and, and a lot of women would, would understand this and see this is that, you know, because even though I'm, Softly spoken, I, 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 I'm not a fighter. I never fight. I, I can't stand disagreements. I'm a peacekeeper. But I obviously know what I want. I know what I want to go for. I remember I was on one date and um, this fellow, um, let's just call him Steve, even though that is really his real name, but let's just call him Steve. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and, and we're sitting across the table and he said to me, you know, it was only a couple of dates I had with him, and this was just a sort of a bit of an example. Uh, um, uh, sort of an indication of what my dating life was like being a you know a confident woman that was on that journey of empowerment that was gentle and soft so he said to me over dinner he said you know Christina the way you speak about life and how you can decide what you want and go for it and you know creating change for yourself he said it's kind of like you think um, life is like a chicken curry and I said, what are, what are you talking about? What do you mean a chicken curry? And he said, you know, it's like you think you can just pick that ingredient and that ingredient and put it all in together and make, you know, exactly how you want. And I said, oh, dear Stephen, no. I said, life is 100% like a chicken curry. And I said, and I'm the head chef and you're just in the wrong kitchen. Yes. <laughs> so I basically sort of put him back in his place and I said to him, you know, and, and you know, I, I said, I, I realised, I started to realise that the, the right man for a woman that does want to have it all, that does want to work, does want to be a great mom and a great partner but does want to work, you know, the right man won't be intimidated. The right man doesn't block growth. And, no. And it was hard for me to find that and I know from the – thousands and thousands of women that I've mentored um, for the last 11 years since I launched in 2011 or 12 my, my new business, my, my thoughtless business, I know that that is a very common thing. You know, many women that are single and they give up on love because they're, you know, they they feel like they can't be fully expressed or that yes. there's not enough people. But, you know, I have, and we've got, we won't have time for this, this podcast, but I, I do have a path that I have chosen myself that has helped me find love as a as a, a strong right. you know um, you know woman and essentially it is about it's probably not what people think it's actually stepping even more into your feminine power yep. and but shutting down the the fight um, because most of the time the fight is feeling like we've got to kind of make um, uh, go back and go back to everything that we've been through in the past and try to kind of fix it and change it and and kind of, you know, revenge on people that haven't kind of treated us well And because I've, I've had that situation right. in my dating career. I've had the ultimate um, situations occur in my dating um, life where people don't treat you well. And so, you know, I think that my journey for women now is I attract some of the most 
you know, incredible, intelligent, emotionally intelligent, you know, you know, you know, women that want great health, they want to have it all, they want relationships, they want love, they want to still work, they want to work purposefully. And so my my final kind of I guess seven or eight years of of learning about love and learning about relationships has been something that I've been able to add in to my mentoring as my journey to joy because I've always helped women with productivity and mindset. I've always helped women learn how to sell, buy businesses, sell businesses, break up partnerships. You know, I've just always been a one-stop shop. But one area that has been challenging for me to help women with because I was going through it on my own was this journey to find love. And, you know, I've found that now and, you know, I've been in a relationship for the last two years and, you know, and it has been a shift within me if I had met this fellow this exact same amazing beautiful gentleman if I met him you know three four five six seven years ago I would not have been ready I would not even have um, been able to recognize him and so you know that is kind of I guess you know like like you like many of us that are, are teachers and helping people and finding solutions is Sometimes it takes us to go through things to help us to find the solutions and, and yeah. then to sort of pay it forward, and that's really all I do, yeah. No, I think that's great, and and I know when my marriage ended, I certainly went, well, I'm never going to find anyone that's right because I'm a big, loud, boisterous woman and there's no guys out there that really <laughs> like that, which goes right the way back to my mm. teenage years when guys didn't like that at all. And, of course, I met the most mm-hmm. divine man and, and every once in a while I kind of go, mm-hmm. you're not intimidated or you're not upset that I'm doing this or there's none of this that's putting you off. And he's like, nope, you just do what you want to do. I am here. I've got your back. And it's just the most wonderful thing when you do meet someone like that, especially when you don't think they exist. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're yeah, very you get right it, there. Jules, yeah. You absolutely get it. And, I do. And, and, you know, and it takes a bit for us not to go quiet and shut it down. Totally. And to keep the peace, you know, if you're thinking that, yeah. So, I, I mean, I honour you for doing that and sharing that because it isn't, um, it, 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 it is, it is a, it's a, it's a bit of management, manage that relationship and then to, to go ahead and, and be fully expressed in, in, in other areas as well. Yeah, it makes yeah. It, it, it's, um, and the thing I think that, you know, that for both of us to inspire women who are listening is there are loads of guys like that out there. It's just that you've got to, you know, yeah. you've just got to walk your own path and they'll find you or you'll find them. Um, but, um, yeah. but you know, you sort of feel like, oh, there'll be nobody out there that, that will suit me. But there are. There's lots of guys who like very loud, who, yeah. like, who like women that are very confident and women who are achieving things and they want to support you. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. I used to look at other people Absolutely. who had relationships like that and go, how did they find them? But, you know, you can find them. Okay, yeah. so you, your story is just so amazing, Christina. Um, we're going to run out of time soon. Mm-hmm. I've just got a couple more questions for you. One is um, you sound like a woman who's very driven or certainly used to be, um, driving yourself, what would be your advice? Well, uh, what would be your advice or how do you manage the juggle between work and life to make sure you don't burn out when it's something that you love, but also, um, to give yourself that time out so that you have the time to get a bit of perspective, I guess. Yeah. Um, look, I've got one little tip that might be helpful is grab a post-it note and simply write the words, what do I really want? And stick it on your kitchen bench and look at it every day for as long as it takes for you to really feel into, oh, my gosh, that's what I really want. And for me, when I did that for myself, when I moved up to Noosa and I'm going, oh, my gosh, what, what do I really want? And, and then I came up with it. I went, you know what? I want to work two days a week client-facing. Yep. I want to work one other day on my business. I want to work maximum three days a week. On the other two weekdays, I want to be unplugged. I want to basically do whatever the hell I want. I want to go to the beach if I want. I want to read my book if I want. I want to watch a whole binge Netflix series if I want. I want to go lunch with a friend. You know, I want to cook 
I want to do whatever I want. I want to catch up with my partner. You know, generally we spend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday together. So we just, we don't live together. I don't want to live together, not at this point. Same. Um, And (laughs) so we have deliberately separate houses, yes. Yeah. And then on the weekends, it's all about my relationship. It's all about fun and adventure. I'm a mountain climber, so I climb mountains and I'm a scuba a scuba diver so I was never an adventure person before I met um my partner I was a flat walker on the beach you know I own one pair of sand shoes now I own rock climbing shoes water water shoes I own you know all these crazy things because I met I met an adventure man adventure was missing in my life you know and so so on the weekends it's about you know fun adventure and intimacy um and and being fully present and then of course children and family so so right now I'm in Brisbane I spent the whole day yesterday with my beautiful 26 year old son and then I'll catch up with my 24 year old daughter um shortly as well and so I make sure that it's for me it's about quality so in answer to your question about how do you find balance I'm obsessed with I'm color coding my calendar. It's one of the productivity <laughs> tools that I teach. Okay. And, you know, pink is all about me, you know, the a different purple's all about the kids and family. And, you know, blue's all about partner. And then I've got different colors for my work. So whenever something tries to get in the way of my plans and the way that I want to design my world, I have to really sit back and go, what boundaries you need to set? Why are you saying yes to that? Is that a no? You know, what what's going on? Because, you know, I've like a lot of us, I work really hard, you know, to 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 this point, and and I feel it's time for me just to live in my joy every day, and that's what I want for all of my clients. That's what I want for my kids, you know. And I think that I I really believe over fifty we work too hard. I I believe that it's urgent that we work smarter, not harder, you know. Over over, you know, and, and definitely when we're over sixty as well, because. Because our body is aging, and the thing is, we have all these plans that when we get to that, we will then do That's this. That's right. But, but it's the time is now that we've got to be doing this, and you can hear in my voice how passionate I am about that. And some people will say, "But I don't have the finances," and I said, "Well, we need to urgently work out how we're going to make that happen because people often will um, be surprised at how they can be creative to." to find solutions to having that joyful life or even surrendering to some of the old expectations. So life is so short and so precious. And, you know, I just really feel that, um, you know, 50 is really the age over 50, definitely over 60 is where we need to be living every single day in our purpose, in our joy. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say your balance, your your life, it sounds idyllic. Uh, you've got that balance yeah. I think that it's, most people yeah. would absolutely love and uh, it's definitely what I'm aiming yeah. towards but I am one of those women who doesn't have my financials all ducks in a row. So a few more years and then I'm mm-hmm. going to do something like you and live somewhere like Noosa because it's just divine. Uh, okay. Well, I'll look look forward to having lunch oh, at one of the yes. cafes with you along Hastings Street. <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, I, I've been going to Noosa since I was 18. My parents have um, – have a place mm. up on the top of the hill and we've been going, I've been going there for years and years. Yes. And I, it's just literally from Melbourne, you get off the plane and go, ah, sunshine, yeah. warmth, holiday yeah. mode. Um, okay. My last question for <laughs> you is a great one that a journalist yes. suggested I ask, and I love asking it and it's probably going to get you on the back foot, but who knows? The question is, is there a quirky fact about you that most people don't know that you'd be up for sharing? And it can be anything. Um, yes. <laughs> Great. Yes. And can 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 your can your audience not judge me on this when I say this? <laughs> I ha-ha. promise they it's, won't. It's kind of it's. Well, well, I am an absolute tragic when it comes to um, my obsession with dating shows. <laughs> so I love like I, The Bachelor yeah, I love and Married at shows. First so Sight I, and those ones. Uh, all of them, all of them. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with love. And I have this, I have this thing that, and my friends laugh at me. And I think uh, some of the times they look at me thinking, please, please. And I have this thing that I, I want all of my friends, everyone around me to find great love because, you know, I'm in a hiking community. There's a lot of single people, you know, a lot of my clients are single. And so I'm obsessed and I love human behavior. Now I know that Sometimes I call some of those shows, you know, people behaving badly. That could be the what it I actually see could. is I go, oh my gosh, these this is just this is a shocking environment. But 
But there are some of them. So there's some shows that I watch and I just I, I can see the, the vulnerability, the authenticity. Um, I'm, I've always been really interested in human behavior. It's why I'm, why I'm such a good mentor is I – and you know, so the tra- the the dating shows are not, you know, not what not where I learn all my great stuff. But the dating shows is just a little bit of fun where I sit back and I get my popcorn and I just sit and and I just I I, I sort of go into championing the right people in these shows. Go, you should be with her and he should be with you or she should be with her oh, and you're he should so be funny. with him. And, you know, and yeah, so I'm a bit of a bit of a dag. And and I've even got my my partner onto watching some of them and you know and he's not under too much duress anymore. Not under too much. That's real love. That That's is real love. love. That's so, a, yeah. especially for a bloke. And talk to me about do you watch the the UK versions and the US versions as well as the Australian versions? Uh, I, I, I particularly like the story. I love Love is Blind, um, which is where they've got this bloody big wall up between them and they don't see each other. And what I love about that is you know, from all the like, when you think about dating apps where everything's so superficial, totally. it's like you know, it's so disposable. I don't like the way you look, so I don't like that. I don't like that about dating apps. And what I love about these other situations is they actually talk to someone they they don't know anything really about their their age, you know, their, their what they look like, their race, um, anything. And so all that judgment that happens in dating is is washed away. So that's what I love. I love to see people come together and then what they do once they then go all oh, right you know and so yeah I, I that's that's one of my favorites so a bit of a plug for love is blind <laughs> yes oh no well, and I, I love think... beauty and the geek I love beauty and the geek too oh yeah I was going mm-hmm. I look I don't watch any of them so I'm the opposite of you but I have read about <laughs> beauty and the geek and as you were saying that with that one with the wall it came up in my mind that um, because I look for a very short time, I tried those um, dating apps, and I just couldn't deal with the fact that it was all based on a photograph. And then it was based on what you said or didn't say in um, texts. And I'm 100% with you. So I always thought that the um, idea of the geek, whatever it is, and I, and I haven't really watched the show, but the idea that you fall in love with the person. And, and I think all of us have had that mm. experience where we've met very, very handsome men in our lives. And as we've got to know mm. them, we, they have become less and less handsome when we realise what horrible people they might be. Mm. Um, mm. And the same, the flip side of things, how many times have you met a guy that you see across a room and think, oh, he's a bit ordinary, and then you talk to him and he's got this great personality or he's really funny and you completely fall for them. So... I've always thought that I've never, well, I've never really understood how apps kind of work because they don't allow for that. Yeah, and it's hard for people, men and women, because it can it can hurt. You know that that the experiences with rejection, and so yeah. So my my obsession with love and all my friends to find love is is really I'm just a cheerleader for hope for them and and for them to. As soon as people start saying, "Oh, there's no hope," oh no, I'll be just happy to be on my own, and I and I call BS on that, and I say, there's "Yeah, loads of hope. really?" But what about if you could, you know, you could find someone under, you know, the, and someone's probably wants exactly what you want, That's you know, right. under the same terms that you wanted. So, but go and do you know, cooking so, yeah, classes, so, yes, or the dating shows keep me inspired. Yeah, and go and do cooking classes, <laughs> yeah, or yeah. go to parties, or you know. Yeah one of a million things that involves you being face to face with people and you might just find somebody that is that on paper is really unlikely but is ends up being your perfect match. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Christina, I don't even know yeah. how to tell you how much I've enjoyed this, but it's a lot. <laughs> so thank oh, you. Uh thank you, you are so ex- much, Jules. No. I mean I appreciate my absolute pleasure, and I, I think that there will be a whole lot of women that will love this. So thank you so much for sharing your story, your expertise, and your thoughts, and for sharing how great your life is now because, you know, that's re- that's real goals for a lot of people, I think. And thank you very much, Jules. And also thank you for the work that you do with She's the Boss because it's only when we – and people that help other women have a platform because I only help this amount of women. You know, I've got this amount of women. That's what my capacity is. And through you, this platform, the work that you do, that and, and which is incredible, is you're also a leader of women that says, hey, I want to get your message out there. I want to share that. That is a leverage point for helping women. And so I want to say thank you deeply. It's giving me goosebumps even just thinking about 
um, this opportunity is thank you for the leverage that you do for women and the legacy that you're, you know, that, that is your life for helping women and the passion. And um, because, wow. you know, you know, without you tapping me on the shoulder and reaching out and, and us sort of making a, a decision to do this together, we like the message just wouldn't get out to others. And there's people out there that are struggling, you know, mentally, emotionally, that, that do need um, the support of other women. So you're you're a true trailblazer in that. Um, so don't stop. Um, keep up the great work. And I'll see you in Noosa. Thank see you, you so much. And you will. <laughs> and if I'd known you, I did a I did a Noosa. Uh, she's the boss lunch last year when I was up there. Um, but I don't think I'm going this year because I've got twins doing year 12, so maybe next year. But um, hopefully I'll get to see you in Brisbane. But anyway, Christina, thank you so much. Now, last question is if anybody does want to connect with you, can you give them a couple of different ways that they can find out more about how they could work with you? Absolutely. My my email is just my name, so christina at christinajoy.com.au, but my website is just my name, um, christinajoy.com or .com.au, and so there's a lot of information there, you know, and um, I love working one-on-one. I love going into teams. Um, um, People now come up to Noosa and spend a day with me. That's my preferred way to work. So we spend from (laughs) 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Oh, it's a fabulous day. So we do a Noosa National Park walk. We have a two-hour strategy session. We have a white tablecloth lunch celebrating the beautiful student, my client, looking out at the blue ocean in Noosa, and we make huge, big, impactful decisions in that time. Um, we laugh, sometimes we have a little cry, but we 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 help the the the, the journey to joy for for my my student or my clients. There, a lot of uh, my clients been working with me for ten years have just transitioned to the sort of one on one zooms to that, and they're absolutely loving it. So so yeah, that's um you know there's all of that's on my website as well. Brilliant. So thank you for asking. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. thank you so so much for doing this, and I can't wait to share it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.